the 2,730 years and counting, a podcast that is chronicling the re-emergence of the Lost House of Israel and its reconciliation with the House of Judah. Opinions of the interviewer and guests may not be the same, but we are all walking in discovery together. Come listen. So the 2,730 years and counting. Uh, today's guest is a guest that I've had before. I haven't talked with him for quite a while, and it sounds like during that quite a while, he's been very, very busy um, encountering new, exciting things that uh, just greatly enhance and greatly take forward the whole story, the whole, the whole saga of the two houses. And um, I think you're going to find that it's, it's incredibly interesting. Um, his name is Joe Dumond, and those of you that don't know about Joe, which, you know, there probably are some some people that live in caves somewhere in Colorado that don't know about Joe Dumond. <laughs> but uh, the rest of you, you know that Joe has the site, sightedmoon.com, and uh, Joe is out there plugging away in a million different ways. I don't, I don't know how he does it because he's got a job, too. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to hear from Joe the things that have been happening lately and uh, getting an idea of where he thinks things are headed and what he is doing to, to bring it forward even more. So with that said, Joe, go right ahead. Shalom, everybody. And, and to those people living in caves in Colorado, wake <laughs> up, wake up, come on. That's right. That's now. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Gene. It's a pleasure sure. to be here with you again. And, and uh, you've been asking me to come on the, the show for, well, almost a month now. And I it's keep been, up. Yeah, you, you've got, you have your reasons. Yeah, um, and I, I apologize and thank you for your patience and, and, and not pressure me to come on. And uh, there's been certain things happening. We, um, as, you, as you mentioned, I work a full-time job. Uh, I dig ditches for a living and I teach on the side. We have an international, uh, an international online meeting set that I'm about to send out in the newsletter here tonight. Most of the brethren don't know this yet. Uh, but we're going to do that for on Sunday, this coming Sunday, which for me, and I know all your listeners may be on a different calendar, but this is my Feast of Trumpets starting this uh, September 1. Wow. So, Coming yeah, right up. We, yeah, we're, we're going by the barley being Aviv and the crescent moon. So this crescent moon is coming up uh, Saturday night, and it'll be September 1, the seventh month for us. Uh, if you're on a different calendar, that's fine. I understand. And these controversies happen, and that, that's great. As long as you know why you're doing what you're doing and not just following the uh, somebody. Amen. Because he's yes. a somebody. you got to be able to prove. You're going to stand in front of Jehovah by yourself. That's um, right. Nobody to hold your hand. So you need to prove everything. So just on that note, last month, August, uh, the end of, oh, it's uh, two months now. The end of June. Was it July? The end of June. I think we published our latest book, The Day and Hour No Man Knows. 
and because you and I are online here, I can show you that. Yes. And uh, the in hour no man knows, it was a riddle, not a command. Right. Oh, foolish virgin. So we've been pushing that and selling it and giving it away and promoting it, trying to get people to start talking. What does it mean? You know, no man knows the day or the hour. Well, if you keep the feast, you will know. So most yes. people that don't keep the feast who say that those things are done away with, they don't know that. Therefore, when Yeshua said, it's a riddle, not a command. I mean, no man knows the day or the hour. He was giving a parable. Right. That most people don't get. Yeah, and it's a he, it's a Hebrewism, and Hebrews know it. You know, because right. because of the, the fact that uh, there's only one feast that happens on the first day of the Hebrew month. That's right. You know, so I'll, I'll shut my mouth and let you tell it. No, but that's right. See, that's when when I'm talking to people like you, I'm singing to the choir. Right, right. That's true. So this book is uh, being passed out to Christians. And we're getting all kinds of reactions. And we're getting all kinds of interest. And right now, the reason I'm doing this online, I don't normally like doing online teachings mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of work and i have no real support to help do all the other stuff right right so but the support is growing we're starting to get a lot of people now wanting to help and, and trying to help in whatever way they can Great. and i don't always know how to tell them how to help i get people doing different things writing letters and, and talking to people and pushing stuff and pauline in brisbane uh, bless her soul. She's working her buns off making these pictures for me. Mm -hmm. I just received today my banner, a 10 by 20 foot banner that we're going to go at these different conventions and, and yeah. show all 120 Jubilees in one big, big wow. picture uh -huh. so that people can see where we are in the chronology of history. We're right at the very end. And when yeah. you realize that and you realize that everything's got to happen before the end of the cycle then people start to wake up and say wow okay maybe i do this, have to do yeah. something this is no longer this is no longer a debate over some kind of intangible this is a debate over what's happening right now and we better get our act together yes you can see all these curses of leviticus 26 on the nightly news you see it around the world you yeah. see it in the united states you see it now with brexit in britain you see all these things coming to pass leading to a you know i believe the uh the babylonian herd to be who are to be the european empire yeah and they're getting mad germany's losing all this money they're going to get mad they're going to strike back very soon so yeah. anyway that's some of the stuff we teach and this book is what we're pushing and if your readers want the book they can get it at my website uh if they can't afford it just write me you know we're here to help yeah uh, but yeah, we'd like to make a little bit of money on the side so I, it can send me to, to Israel to teach this stuff. But yeah. yeah. So the other thing that I know that you're really interested in, and I'm trying to put it off as long as possible, <laughs> <laughs> is what have I been up to? Yes. And especially where? Now, uh, I know that there's a good friend of ours uh, tipped you off that I had, yes. had found the mother load. And... Back in, um, let me give you the story. Back in last December, about a year ago, I had asked a few people if uh, they could put me on to somebody over in Eastern India so that I could share about the sab sabbatical and jubilee cycles. And that's mainly my main stick. 
I want to share about the sabbatical and two-year cycles, but in order to understand it, you got to understand the calendar. you got to understand the right. right timing of it, the holy days, the Sabbath. It's all connected. And I wasn't really helped, if uh -huh. I could put that politely. <laughs> they, they gave me misdirections mm -hmm. and sent me off, <laughs> sent me after some lunar Sabbath lunatics. Oh, so wow. I was really disappointed about that. And so I never bothered pursuing it with them anymore. And I said, well, Jehovah's going to provide a way. So at the same time, I was trying to build this radio station. Uh, and we've, we're gathering music and getting permissions and doing all that stuff and doing all the work to get involved in, and to launch our uh, Sighted Moon radio station. And we had it almost all done. Um, had a lot of musicians that were giving me permission to play the music, had the radio ready to go. I just did not have the time that I needed to do it. I figured I could do it for a couple hours on the, on the weekend and then recycle it. And no, it's not going to work. I got to be on it almost a lot more time than that. Yeah. So James, my assistant and I both decided that you can't do this. You can't half. Yeah have baked do a thing like this you got to do it right so he said that's it we packed it in um and i was really kind of disappointed because everything was ready to go mm -hmm. except i did not have the time so one of the musicians i'd heard was a beautiful singer and so i contacted them and and was trying to get permission for his music and as far as i understood he was out of malaysia and Malaysia also is a, another area I'm trying to get into. I was almost going to go speak in Indonesia there last year, mm -hmm. and that fell through at the last minute. Um, I have a good friend in Malaysia, but the problem is he's, he's a Pakistani, and he and his family are living in a UN refugee camp in Malaysia. I happen to know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ama amazing guy. Yeah. Anyway, so he was using some of our teachings up in Pakistan before he got chased out of there. Uh -huh. uh, we've also just got another Christian in Pakistan, who is associated with another Christian who was talking to me before, which I didn't know. Uh -huh. And they're now reading, the, it was a riddle, not a command. And they're blown away. <laughs> and they are now studying on the Sabbath and the Holy Days, and they want me to teach them on the Feast of Trumpets. They want me to teach their congregation. They'd never heard this stuff before. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And uh, so he's continuously contacting me, and we're waiting for him to finish the book. Once he's finished the book, then uh, we're going to talk some more and we'll see, you know, where his mind's at, whether he's going to start obeying these things that he's learning or whether he's just, just talking. Right. So, right. But this gentleman that I was talking to, um, we became good friends and I thought he was out of Malaysia and I was trying to get into Singapore with our message. Mm -hmm. And basically I just want to share a message with all these different groups so that they know where we are in the right. oldest clock. Well, uh, about a month into our conversation back and forth, the gentleman says, I'm not from Malaysia. <laughs> I'm from Ma uh, Mani Manipur? Manipur. Yeah, Manipur. Yeah, okay. India. Manipur. Yeah. India. Yeah. And I said, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he says, it's in Eastern India. And I looked it up. And it's right beside Myanmar. That's right. South of Burma. That's right. And it's right where the uh, Rohingya are having their problems. 
Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, isn't this the same type group of people that I was trying to get help with a little while ago? And now Jehovah's directed me to this guy who I thought was from Malaysia. And we were hitting it off and we're having a good time yes. talking and he's liking what he sees on my website and he's liking uh, the things I'm saying and he's telling me things. And then I'm listening to your radio show and he's telling me things. And I hear from certain people and I'm not gonna name names, the things that they're trying to do now, just before we went on the air here with you, you and I were talking about the uh, the Kashmir region and what's going on over there, right? And how they're putting their thumbs. The Indian, uh, our the Indian nation, yeah. India, is putting their thumbs on Kashmir, and which is basically a Muslim state, right? Inside India, and they're putting their thumbs down and making them obey Indian laws. Yeah, and they're causing. They're basically saying you're not going to have autonomy anymore. You're you're going to become part of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. One of the things that I heard on your, one of your radio shows was one of your guests is trying to cause the Menashe people right. in India to stand up and form a, a government or right. form a, a bureaucracy. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Gene, to be quite honest with you, I thought the guy was absolutely nuts. <laughs> and you know, I'm saying that in all sincerity because the... Menashe people in the 1990s were slaughtered. Yeah. And they were they were butchered by a neighboring tribe. Um, and I, I want to say the Rohingyas, but I can't remember their name properly. Yeah. And I don't either. But I, I do remember, I, I, if it's the same guy that I'm thinking of, uh, he, uh, he, he, his English isn't very good. So he read to me, he basically read a prepared statement to me that contained what they view as their history. Mm -hmm. which was rather rather unique uh they, they claimed I, that they were evicted got, yeah they were, they were kicked out of israel in ad 70 yeah i got mad at you you questioned them and then you let them off the hook <laughs> you didn't push it further now you are quite aware that i've written this book called the 2300 days of hell right yes yes yep have you read it yet yeah you always have yeah oh, it's been good. a while but yeah so you know that the introduction, the first 250 pages of the introduction, <laughs> is nothing about the entire history trace, tracing the 10 lost tribes through history. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you let that gentleman off the hook. And there was a, not the gentleman I was talking about, but he was another one. Um, anyway, their history doesn't match up with the actual facts. Right, right. Yeah, obviously it's, it's legend that somebody created and they've, they've sold it as history. Yeah. Yes, and by, through this and through politics are being brought into Israel mm -hmm. as a lost 10 tribe. So there's a thing going out there where the 10 lost tribes are basically the brown people, the Indians, the Caribbeans, uh, the Madagascars, the Sri Lankans. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, anybody that's brown right. is one of the 10 lost tribes. And then you've also got the black Hebrews that, yeah. that say, you know, if you're not from Africa, you're not really a Hebrew. You might, you might have been mixed in at some point in the past, but, uh, but we're the true Hebrews. <laughs> and if I might videotape uh, of the 10 lost tribes, I have more death threats and threatening oh. my life from the black Hebrews than any other group at all. I have 5,000, wow. uh, last count, 5,200 uh, comments that I have not released. Wow. Which are all basically death threats. 
wow. from the black Hebrews. Yeah. You know, and all I'm doing is telling you the history, you know, the history of the 10 lost tribes before, before they went into captivity, the Assyrians called them the Bet Qumri. They couldn't say the house or Bet of Omri, so they said the Bet Qumri. Bet Qumri is the house of Omri. So right. that's what they were called. After, and within 175 years, from the letters of Nineveh, we have the records of the Bet Qumri, or the Qumri, becoming the Gemeri, becoming yes. the Gemera, becoming mm -hmm. the Chimerians, yep. becoming the Sumerians, which are now the Celtic people, which are right. the Northwestern Celtic race or the Anglo-Saxon race, which yes. is the dominant race, which Jehovah said would be the dominant, most powerful, most richest, yeah. most blessed nations in all the world. I promise you made that bet. That's right. That's right. Tell me one black nation that's got that blessing. Not even. Ever. Not even. Plus, you know, another thing that I remember in the Song of Solomon, um, the the woman says, "Don't, don't be." This is a paraphrase, but don't be put off by my dark skin. Yeah. Yeah, and they capitalize on that, and they do a lot of the twisting of the scriptures. So anyway, that's where a lot of my death threats come from. Wow. Um, so bring it on, you know, <laughs> bring it on. You know? Yeah. I'm here. I have Jehovah on my side. I have facts right. and history on my side. And if you want to come on, bring it on. There'll be lightning yeah. going out my front door. Yep, exactly. So, I'm not afraid of that. But this gentleman I was talking to, he also said that some of the stuff that that gentleman that you had on said is not right. And what is going on over there is that there are a number of people who are, what's, this, what's the word I'm looking for? More common sense. Mm -hmm. It's not who you are that matters. It's what you believe and how you obey. Right. So I don't give a dang if you're a black Hebrew or yeah. a white Hebrew or you're a proper DNA descendant or you're the brown lost tribes that somebody says you are. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And this gentleman says the same thing. Yeah, there, there's, a great, there's a great meme on Facebook right now that has all these kids' arms all laid out next to each other, every conceivable color. And then it says something like, uh, you can be any color you want and still be part of Israel. That's right. <laughs> it's just, That's it's, right. Yeah. The spiritual, all you have to do is obey. That's right. And so we just had an episode here in the last couple of days where I was being called uh, by certain members over there, this, and there, there's a reason they're doing this too. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I was being called a Jehovah Witness Christian. And their, <laughs> their attitude toward me was very negative and very, um, let me say they were using uncolored words, which I use at work all the time. So, uh, then they found out after that I was teaching Torah and then they changed their argument a little bit. Uh, but they're sacred neighbors and they don't like me using the name Jehovah because it's a Jehovah witness. So anyway, we get, it's a stupid yeah. debate. I don't care what name you use. Yeah. I'm just glad you know that Jeho God has right. a name. Let's, right? let's, 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 let's major on the majors and minor on the minors. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, so this is what's going on. There's some, they got some stupid people over there, same as we got stupid people over here. 
-hmm. and uh, maybe they're related. I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they are related. I don't know. But the thing that I like about the gentleman that I've been become associated with is that he's down to earth, common, mm -hmm. and I see a man who loves Jehovah or Yahweh or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> right. Anyway, so he was. We were talking, and he happens to be a singer, which is what, what attracted me to him in the first place. And he's putting out an album, and so we helped sponsor the album. Okay. And that album was just released here last week. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I've been quiet. Oh, Be okay. Because I did not want to jeopardize his releasing of the album. Because I also know the pushback that will come from people knowing that Joe Dumont's involved, or Sadie Moon's involved, or those guys that keep the the barley at, at the start of the year or the, the Jehovah is the name or whatever excuse they have to not to listen to anything that I teach about for the bad ones the years, yeah. they're going to use it. So I've already heard all the arguments. I've already heard all the stuff that people say, and I really don't care anymore. I just want to get out there and find new people to teach in Torah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you're not up to that and all you want to do is fight, <laughs> there's another boat over there going to Chicago. Get on it. Yeah. I don't yeah. need it. You know, like, I'm not into that anymore. I don't argue on Facebook anymore. I don't. Yeah. I just, here's, here's the evidence. That's right. Accept uh, it or don't accept it, but Yehovah will be the judge. That's right. So that's what's going on. He released his album last week. And to my surprise and my shock, he gave me top billing over top of the president, over top of the vice president, over top of the treasurer and the secretary. He gave me top billing. And on every one of his songs, he's, Put out, he's got a little blurb there thanking the supporters of Sighted Moon for sponsoring. Wow, this that's great. I was great. What that now has done is that has put Sighted Moon wherever the songs are going to be played mm -hmm. throughout India or throughout Manifur. Wow. And it's quite the coup on my part, which I was not expecting. I was just trying to help him out. Yeah. Uh, we had expected to be going there to speak here uh, this month. And we had expected to go there possibly to speak at October for the, the Sukkot that they'll be having at that time. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't worked out. So we're still struggling to do different things, and that's basically what's gone on. But I, I, got, I got a question for you. The last time we spoke, you were very, very heavily involved in the Philippines. We still are. are. Still doing oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. We still are. Like, you know, like most Messianic ministries, we're fairly small. Yeah. Um, we have, I have a few people that help me. Mm -hmm. I can't afford to pay them. Sure. We sponsor the Philippines. We sponsor our work in the, in the uh, Burundi, the, one of the uh -huh. poorest nations in the world. I wish you hope it would send me a rich nation. Yeah. <laughs> to help support us. Yeah. So we get, we get the poorest nations. Mm -hmm. uh, the Philippines is doing great. Ike's down there. Telesphore is in Burundi. Both yeah. of them go into Christian churches. Ah, okay. So you cannot go into a Christian church and tell them, you're a pagan, you're a heathen, you're going to hell. Right. right. You have to go in there and remember that just last month or last year or a few years ago. That was where I was. That's where we were. <laughs> that's All right. Of yes. None of us were born righteous. All of us were born in right. that cycle of life. Right. I have. Uh, yeah, I have, I've got a really good friend, uh, He's become a really good friend over the last two or three years who is really doing, a, I think, a marvelous job in the Philippines. Uh, a friend of mine by the, by the name of Ruperto. Ruperto uh, um, 
Verona. Yeah. And uh, I aimed in your, your direction, so I hope he got in touch with you. He did. We've been talking. He's uh, part, of, part of our outreach team in that area now. So Great. Good he's deal. working with us. We have sent him uh, our, our kingdom series of uh, Torah lessons, of which, you know, which are basically my newsletters brought down into one or two page teachings. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've given that out to him and his, uh, Great. his huge crowd of children that he looks after. Yeah, he's got the the Aita there. He's yes. got you know, and he he got them moved out of caves into houses. That's a good. Yeah, thing. I think we should move back into the caves though. <laughs> it might be a better idea. That's yeah, right. Like, that's right. Like those people in Colorado. <laughs> but, well, I, I won't tell the Colorado boys that you said that. No, no, not that. <laughs> those are the best boys. Do you see uh, them? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're in my tourist study group. Oh, yep. you tell them how that you're telling me how much I still love them. I still admire I sure will. Guys. Yeah, they're great guys, and they're, they're, that Torah study group is amazing because, you know, like you've been talking about, the people that you've been associating with, the people that have been helping you, you know, there, there is a level of commitment that's about 10 notches higher than the standard level of commitment most people have. I mean, they're, they're there. They're ready to do whatever they have to do now. And, Marsh, uh, Marsh and yeah. those boys, yes. they, when they came with me, were you with me on that same tour? Uh, I. I was there. Yeah, I was. No, I was. I was there. I was there in 2010. Uh, you, you were teaching at. Uh, you, you were one of the, the two teachers. Yeah, yeah, at Petra. Right, the Petra. Yeah, the Petra and Hostel. The Colorado boys just made that tour for me. They helped us yeah. so much. It was awesome. And yeah. at that time, there was some some danger going on, so they just made my job a whole lot easier. Just being able to yep. concentrate on tour. I love those guys. They're they're still uh, doing the same kind of thing. They're they're still going out there and and going at. 10 miles further than you would expect to help help people. I've got a friend who is, uh, has been for the last nine years has been trying to get a cabin built that actually has heat that actually has running water that has all these things because he was, he was uh, evicted from his home in Denver. So they, they're, they're now down in the San Luis Valley of Southern Colorado. And he's been working on getting this cabin done. And, and he has a disease that, that creates tumors that press on your brain and those tumors have caused him to lose most of the control of his left side of his body. And these guys have gone down there with backhoes. They've gone down there with all sorts of things. And they're, they're going to get it done. And they're going to get it done because they, they believe Torah and they do what Torah says to do. I love them. Oh, me hey, too. Tell, they need a backhoe operator. I'm available. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll have to remember uh, that. But anyway, in the Philippines, we're still pushing forward there. We've, uh, we've reached all the way down into the very southern parts and the I don't know if you heard about the war down in the Philippines, Marari. No. We're, we're right down there doing all the places where the ISIS is now in southern um, Min, um, Mindanao. And so I've just seen a video here the other day where ISIS is going to be, they're still playing on another war. Only this time they're going to send suicide bombers up to Manila. Oh, jeez. So they did, I, I wrote, Anyway, we, we contacted a number of people there. We got good relationships with a number of people who are now being appointed, appointed by the president himself to do certain wow. jobs. So our connections there go right to the top. And I wrote to them and said, you guys are about to have another war. And because I told them they were going to have a war before and it happened, they think I'm a great prophet. <laughs> uh, but ISIS is still there. And ISIS is going yeah. to be kidnapping foreigners there. Wow. Uh, it's ISIS yeah. is not dead. We have to wipe ISIS out to the very last person, yeah. totally eliminate it in order to solve this problem. 
Eliminate the evil from the land. And if you don't, you know, well, that's genocide. You can't say that. Moses said it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moses said it a number of times. Wipe them out. In fact, Israel has had numerous problems. And when I say Israel, I don't mean just the Jews. I mean, Israel has had numerous problems because we did not cleanse the land like the way we're supposed to when we went in. That's right. <clears throat> anyway, we can't say that online. We'll get, we'll get banned off of Facebook <laughs> or Google or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. By the way, by the way, one question on that. I, I remember the last time that we spoke about Philippines, you said that the, the government was actually incorporating Torah into the law. We had drafted a bill. Uh, when I spoke there in front of the, the, the parliament, some of the parliament members, they took what I said. I was talking about the Sabbath and the Holy Days and how right. important it was. They took that to heart and they drafted a law. And it passed second reading before the election. And once the election took place, all the laws got put on the back burner, right? Oh, so, okay. so now they're pushing again. They started all over again. But we need a couple senators to step up and uh, take it under their wing to make it happen. And we well, almost, If only America would do that. If only America would do that. Well, America's doing other things, you know. But, yeah, yeah the, the Philippines is quite unique. You can talk there about religion to almost anybody in the street and they will talk religion with you and they will not condemn you for talking religion. It's all over their jeepneys, all over their buses, it's everywhere. You can talk religion. You cannot do that here in North America without being called right. a white racist supremacist. Right, right. Or being blackballed from Facebook and Google. Uh, right. It's just our, our Isaiah said, what's right is wrong is going to be turned upside down. And that's where right. we are now, calling evil good and good evil. That's right. In Burundi, we got over 300 pastors that are now learning Torah and teaching Torah to their congregation. Wow. So in the Philippines, I want to say pastors, but I could almost say 300 churches are now teaching Torah. And we're reaching out to different groups all around the Philippines. I got my, <laughs> I got my little agents sending me reports. Have you talked to this person yet? And I talked to them. And we start talking, and we will send them this book. It was a riddle, not a command. And they go, I never knew that. Yeah. He's coming back on the Feast of Trumpets. That's right. the day he was born on. No wonder no one knows the day of the day. Yeah, because with the feast. Oh, anyway. But yeah. we're having great success that way. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, we need, if, if, if the revelation was given in Hebrew, which it was, we need to learn Hebraicisms. We need to learn how the Hebrew mind thinks. We need to see the world through Hebrew eyes. You know, that's right. So we have the, trans the translators are not our friends. Sorry. No, no. But, you know, they have been doing their job, but we have to do our job. Yeah, that's right. The veil is not going to be lifted from your eyes unless you go into the Bible or into your yep. Torah and study it. That's right. If you keep believing what the guy at the pulpit is telling you or you keep believing what the guy on the radio is telling you, you're an idiot. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. Yep. I don't want nobody to believe me. I want you to prove it. That's why the people who are going around teaching about the Sabbath Jubilee years, they've taken my challenge. They've proven what I've said. They've, they've proven it to themselves. It's no longer Joe Dumont's teaching. It's now their teaching. Yes, that's and great. That's, that's great. So yep. in, in Burundi, we got all this success, but we don't have the money to help sponsor this more. We need to put James there. James wants to go there for six months and teach them hands-on in their yep. own congregation. Yep. Tell us for is doing it, but tell us for going to Uganda, the Congo, the, um, the Republic of the Congo, uh, Tanzania, Kenya, 
I just got contacts, uh, contacted last week, two weeks ago, by people in Ethiopia yeah. who are keen to obey Torah, and they have nobody to teach them. Isn't that amazing? You so, know, I've, have you noticed how Africa really seems to be, be getting put in the spotlight? I mean, like I've, I, you know, I've been out there. I, I have this little bet with myself that I'm going to be able to, to verify Amos 9.9. Where it says that he cast us out to every nation, yeah. And so I, so I'm looking for an Ephraimite in every nation, and uh, yeah. I'm getting some amazing results. I'm getting people in nations you would never expect. But I'm looking but, for Israelites. Yeah, in yeah, every yeah, yeah. People that's true. Keep Torah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. And 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 an Ephraimite whose worth is his worth is uh, his his uh, salt should be doing that. Should be absolutely paying attention to the Torah. No question it about be. it. The problem that I've been having, and you probably have the same problem, is uh, I'm filtering out uh, those who want me to, to, to send them money. Yeah. And oh, Africa, yeah. Africa and India are very bad for that. They just want me to send you money, and they show pictures of all their, their, their orphanage. Yeah, their orphanage, yeah. And some big fat guy looking after it. Like, well, How did that guy get so fat? Yeah. He's <laughs> all the money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm challenging them all. Everyone that writes me, I challenge them. I says, if you're going to start teaching Torah, then we'll start helping you. But until then, uh, good luck. Yeah, so exactly. This thing with the gentleman in India and his new album, we're going to start teaching this throughout India together. So, okay. mm -hmm. like, I've got all the material already written out. Uh -huh. He's translating it. And we're going to start pushing and promoting him and helping him to do that. And he's not going to be liked. Pretty yeah. much like, like I'm hated by a lot of different groups myself. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's got a tough enough skin that he doesn't care no more. He just wants the yeah. truth. He just That's wants right. the truth. That's the deal. You know, I, I, I had an interview re very recently with a guy from Uganda, and I thought, oh, good, my first effort might in Uganda. And so we get on online, and we're doing, starting the interview, and then he says, I'm the leader of a Jewish congregation. And I'm going, <laughs> what? His name's and, not David, is it? Uh, actually, what? yeah, he has – David's in his name. It's ta Takani, <laughs> Takani, Takani. Well, actually, no, Takani Yosef Ben Natan. Okay, maybe it's not the same one. Yeah, but uh, but I was blown away because he wasn't. You know, I'd always thought of Jews in Africa as be based as basically being Ethiopian, but Africa has got Judah all throughout, all over the place there. Yeah. Many, many Jews. In fact, in fact, I've got another guy that I sent money to and I helped out. He, he has an orphanage. His name is Mina. His name is Mina. But he, all sixty of the little girls in in his uh, in his orphanage are all little black Jewish girls. And I've and I've gotten validation that he really is who he says he is, and he's really doing what he says he's doing too, from yeah. other people. But but uh, I'm astounded at how many Jews I'm encountering in Africa, all over the place. That's good. You know, We're... but but nonetheless, there's still a ton of a ton of Ephraim too. We're still working away here, though, doing what we're doing, but we're stretched beyond thin. Yeah. The rubber band yeah. is just so thin, yeah. trying to do the work in the Philippines and in Africa, and now to reach out into India. And I'm still trying to reach North or South Korea, not North Korea, South Korea yeah. and uh, Hong Kong, but that door still yeah. closed to me right now. Well, and Hong Kong is, is, right now is, is a mess because of the fact that the Chinese are start trying to play games with them. You know, that's, yeah. that's very, believe, a very fiery situation. I believe Hong Kong is going to be done. You mean, you mean gone? 
oh yeah, China's going to take yeah. over. They're, they're not going to yeah. put up with this for very much longer. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. But these are the things that we've been trying to do. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. pretty much given up on North America. We get, yeah. Uh, and you know what I think? Yeah, you know what I think? I think that the West is not going to come around until the time of Jacob's trouble. It come, well, it, until we go through the time of Jacob's trouble and we, we are humbled and, and all of the things that we think are the basis for our security are destroyed. The time of Jacob's trouble, I'm saying, this is my own personal view, began with the last Jubilee year of 1996. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So what has <clears throat> happened since then? We've had all this severe extreme weather. We've had the UN claiming to be global warming. Mm -hmm. And uh, just so that people were sent on the UNEP, which is a covenant made with many. But how could the great United States or how could the mighty English empire be taken down? Yeah. You got to yes. ship all these people across an ocean. They get here. How are they going to do that without being detected? Okay, yeah. we send a, send a nuclear missile over, over the land. Well, we still got 10 minutes to shoot that sucker down. Yeah. How, how are they going to take over the United States, the most powerful nation in the world? Well, I don't know. There's a bunch of Israelites that said, how, are they, how is God going to destroy the most powerful Egyptian yes. army in the world? But True. he did. He did. Well, since 1996, what's happened? We've had, you know, a million Syrians migrate into uh, Europe in the last yes. like, couple of years. Yeah. What, yeah, what happened? What happened to all of them? Well, they've, I mean, basically what they've done is they've taken over the countries that they moved into. Yeah. It's, uh, I've, I've had people that have gone to Europe and say it's no longer fun to go there. Your people are being mugged all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, the European nations are, are in big trouble. They're in big trouble. You know, and, and America, America should be figuring that out. Well, you've elected a, a senator, a couple senators uh, that are uh, pro-Muslim, anti-Israel. Yes, that's true. That's Canada's true. Canada's doing the same thing. The United Kingdom's doing the same thing. And wow. all these people, when they get in there, what are they doing? Are they pro whatever government they're for? Are these... Uh, no, they're pro Sharia oh, no. law. That's right. That's right. They have no interest. They have no interest in seeing America prosper or seeing America continue. No. So they're That's promoting true. Sharia law. They're promoting all these different things, and it's not good. So how do we get an army from uh, Europe to come here? Well, we bring them in as immigrants or yeah, refugees. Yeah. And I so, never thought of that until I seen it taking place, and then I thought, wow. Uh, even here in Toronto, we're building, um, we're building a lot of houses here, but the it's not for the the Israelite nations. It's it's amazing, and what what astounds me is that America is seeing what's happening in Europe. They're seeing how Europe is being destroyed by this, and yet, I mean, you know, until Donald Trump came along. Everybody was just sort of sitting here on our hands and saying, well, you know, we're just going to let them come in here and do the same thing. In my, in my first book, The Prophecy of Abraham, I wrote in it that there's going to be, the United States is going to have a weak president followed by a, a hawkish president. And that was yeah. back in 2010. That's when you and I first met. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's what I was seeing and believing, but I had no idea why I was saying that. And then we had President Obama come along. <laughs> 
And he, I'm, you know, no disrespect to the Americans, but he's got to be one of the worst presidents I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, even, then, even even the Americans that claim to like him are starting to figure out that he was he was a loser. Yeah. He didn't do us any favors. Oh, the stuff that he's done in trying to destroy President Trump before he came into office, oh, I'm listening to on oh. Jay Secular Live, yeah. is uh, is a shame. So we've now got a strong president in there who's doing stuff, who's not afraid to stand up and draw a line in the sand and punch you if you cross it. <laughs> that's right. But that's also dangerous because, you know, some of these other world leaders are used to a towering United States, not a strong one. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're, they, they, don't, they don't know what to do with Donald Trump because he's not bought and paid for. Well, he's not, he's not liberal. That's right, and that's they, right. They used to everyone being liberal to saying, yeah, we're going to be really far left. So we're coming to a strange and difficult time. Now, in the sabbatical Jubilee cycles, we warn you that the Daniel 70 weeks was not about Jesus. It was not about Yeshua. Mm -hmm. It was about the 70 Jubilee years or 70 Jubilee cycles which started with the Exodus, which started with Moses at the burning bush. Jehovah told Moses, go, go, go. Five times he told, maybe six, I think. Go and get my people and bring them back to Israel or the Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Well, that started uh, on my calendars. It's 70 Jubilee cycles later. It brings us to our Jubilee cycle now, which is the one we're in. And it says in Daniel 9, in the middle of that 70th Jubilee cycle, it says the Messiah will be cut off. That word Messiah means anointed. That word anointed means Israel. We, yeah. Israel, are his anointed. We will be cut off. Messiah is not going to be killed a second time. That just right. doesn't make sense. We, right. Israel, will be cut off. And it says that shall be for not. I've never understood what that meant until you look up in the Hebrew. It means they'll be as if they never were. Wow. Which means that there's going to be a huge amount of bloodshed, right? Wow. Jacob said, I will give you a tenth of all. Yeah. What did Jacob have that God wanted? Jacob's sheep? His goats? Oh. What? He, his, he had 12, 12 sons. Yeah. That's right. Those 12 yeah. sons today add up to be approximately 520 million people. So if he gives a Jehovah 10% of them, a remnant, that's 50 million. That yep. means 450, 500 million people are about to die. Yeah. Now, yep. again, we, we, I look at Daniel 8, I believe the 2300 days of, of Daniel 8 are, are 2300 days, which, are, which mm -hmm. is six and a quarter years. I also believe that starts in 2020. And yep. that's the middle of this Jubilee cycle we're coming into. So our message is. For the Americans, for the British, for the Australians, for the Canadians, to wake the hell up. Yeah. yeah. Go back and start to obey. Obey God. Not your denomination, not your priest. Right. right. Start to obey God. The very laws you say are done away with are the same ones he says that if you love me, you will keep the commandments. That's right. That's right. So, again, I'm singing to the choir here, I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's... But this is, <laughs> I like the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> but, being the choir. Yeah, but this is the message we're now taking to the Philippines, that we're right. taking to Africa, that we're taking to India, mm -hmm. and we're saying, what's going to happen to you if America's destroyed? Yeah. You're the ones receiving all this food aid or financial aid or 
some other aid from the Americas, from Canada, from Australia, when they're gone, what's going to happen to you? Well, there's Joseph has a prophecy. He's got seven years of plenty, which is the dream that Pharaoh had, and then seven right. years of famine. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Like, how? Why would we told that story? Well, Pharaoh represents Babylon, the Great Whore, which is the European Union. When the United States is gone or being destroyed, Europe is going to prosper. Yeah. They, just as they did during World, during World War II, of all that free labor of the uh, their war captives and the Jews in yeah. the Holocaust, they're now going to have all these Americans, Canadians, British, Australians to do their labor for them. Well, I, know, I know that our friend Stephen Spikerman and also uh, my good friend uh, Alexander Vejic both say that the Assyrians are the Germans. Yeah. Yeah, we have a great teaching on that. And I take you right back to uh, the start of the, the, the hammer of uh, Thor, mm -hmm. which takes you back to Kush, which brings you forward. That's the swastika. The mol, mol, molna, I think it, molja, I forget the word. It's, it's a swastika, which is a hammer spinning in the air, which is Thor's ah. hammer, which goes all the way back to Kush. And Kush's um, symbol was the club. The, the, the club and the, the Jeremiah talks about the club or the battle axe or the, the hammer of confusion, of chaos. That's what this is being brought up. We got a great team. It's called Assyria. Uh, people should go and see it on our website. Yes. By the way, by the way, just in case for people, once again, who live in caves in Colorado, your website is sightedmoon.com, right? That's the one That's you're right. talking about. Okay. S-I-G-H-T-E-D-M-O-N.com. Uh, everything there is free. You can get the books. Uh, you can buy the books. We have DVDs. You can watch the DVDs on YouTube or you can buy the DVDs. Uh, if you can't afford the stuff, write me a little note and say, please, can you help me out? And we do. And I don't advertise that too much because we'll go broke. But right. we do. But other people help, help, other people help yeah. to finance us. So right. Mm -hmm. the seven years of famine is what I'm talking about to the Philippines and, and Africa. If the United States is gone, the breadbasket of the world is yeah. gone, yeah. this famine is going to affect the world. You add in there all the severe weather from the UN. And now it, for people not watching, I've got my finger here quoting the United Nations uh, global warming. That's a, that's a big crock of baloney. Yeah, yeah. It's a man-made thing so that they can get people to start paying them the carbon tax. That's right. Or paying them taxes. Because the United Nations is a bunch of people that never got voted into office. Right, right. They're all bureaucrats. Yeah. And they want, they want control of property, too. They want, they want to basically eliminate any kind of private ownership. They want control property. of everything. Now, we, our teaching on this part is called mm -hmm. the, um, the Enlightenment of Mankind, which mm -hmm. starts with Cush again. Cush and Ham. And it comes down to this today as the United Nations or the uh, European Union. So... All this stuff has taken place, but where do you go when you are a white slave being sold into captivity during this time? Yeah. If you're lucky to be sold, the rest of you will just be put in prison camps and worked to death. Yeah. So these other nations have to buy us. These other nations. I know that you guys are talking about the Commonwealth of Israel and you're trying to promote this this Ephraim coming coming into being and rising. Well, we're already 
are as the United States, as the European, I mean, as the United Kingdom, as Australia and Canada. We're already great nations. We have forgotten Jehovah. We have forgotten his commandments. And because we've done that, he is now going to forget. What is it? Hosea says, I'm going to forget your children. Yeah. yeah. I will forget yeah. your children. Wow. Because you forgot my commandments. Yeah. So yeah. that's the time we're coming into. No, we're not going to be raptured out. That's not, right. We're not going to be raptured out before. and not going to be raptured out after. You're not going to be raptured out in the middle of it. That's right. That, that rapture thing is a bunch of baloney. No, if if you want to call the uh, Shavuot a rapture, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll, we can talk about that on another time. Yeah, mm -hmm. but where do you go when all this is going down? So, if you want to know where you go, you go to Isaiah, and I forget which chapter six, ten, thirteen, or sixteen. It tells you where the captives of Israel are going to be coming back from. So one of them is Assyria. You don't want to go there. Yeah, that's right. The other one is uh, Iran. You don't want to go there. The other one is Sudan. You don't want to go there. But there's a couple others that you might want to go to. And I'll let you go and look that up. But these are the things that we are teaching people. These are the things, like, these are real issues. Yeah. They're not, you know, we're not arguing over the name. We're not arguing no, over no, no, no. <laughs> the Once again. calendar. Or let's the, major on the majors. Let's let's figure right. out what's supposed to what's what will affect our lives absolutely to the to the basic in the most basic sense. Is Joe Dumont correct in 2020 being the middle of the Jubilee cycle? Yes, it is. Is Joe Dumont correct in saying that the 2020 is going to be the time of destruction for these Israelite nations? We will know come 2021. Yes, yes, and that's that's just around the corner. That's just around the corner. Yeah. So I, when I was, uh, people say this <laughs> when they're buying a lottery ticket. Yes. I just might win. But if I don't buy a <laughs> ticket, if I don't yeah. buy a ticket, I don't have a chance of winning. That's right. So, well, what if Joe Dumont is wrong? Life goes on. Next yeah. day, Joe Dumont's off the air. I'm done. I don't need to teach this stuff no more. Let somebody else come along. What if I'm right? Yeah. I don't want to be right, but what if I am? Yeah, and it's not about, as, as I mean, I know you well enough to be able to say you're not concerned about being right. You're concerned about having the truth. That's right. I mean, you know, you know this is not an argument as to who's right and who's wrong. This is you not, heard, this is, go ahead. You heard me speaking in 2010. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have I changed my message very much since then? Nope, nope. I have gotten a little bit more bolder, a little bit more confident, yeah. but it's the same message. That's right. It's the same That's right. message since 2005. That's when I first met Steven Spikerman back then. Right. I, I love him. Yes. And he's endorsed my books. He's promoting my books. He's telling people to read them. He's reading them. He just read the, it yeah. was a riddle, not a command. And he's, you know, he's. Yeah. He's and right, right, right now he's doing a series, a, a, a two part series of interviews with me regarding what he believes will be the next war, which basically is the same war you're talking about. You know, this, the war where Damascus made it, made a ruinous heap, the war, the war during which, uh, which, in, which will eviscerate Israel and which will end up in the destruction of America as well. Yes. Uh, Israel, Israel is the United States. Judah is yeah. the state of Israel. And That's Stephen right. and I both know that and we agree on that. Yeah. Uh, I say that because people don't always understand that. Yeah. They, think that yeah. they think the Jews are about to get whacked. 
Yeah. And we Christians, we're all scot-free because we're Christians. <laughs> we believe in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting uh, whacked because they don't believe in Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah, that's nothing like that. That's that's definitely not the key. That's not no. the issue. The issue is, you know, you're right. I mean, that that's we have some misunderstandings about some of these words to the point where where we really don't get it and we should get it. You know, I agree with you completely. You know, it's like, you know, Jew. Jew is a word that is so gets so tortured and so twisted and so abused that people yeah. don't get it when you use it correctly. Yeah. I, I try not to use Jew. I, I say the tribe of Judah. Right. Or I mm -hmm. say um, Israelite. Right. And which, right. Which means all 12 tribes. So, right. But we, we're share, sharing these things in these other countries, and that's what we've been doing. And the, the people in Pakistan right now, uh, again from Lahore, where our other friend was from, uh, if they take this on, I'm concerned for them. Now, they want me to come to Pakistan. I, I really don't want to go to Pakistan. Yeah, it's not yeah. a very friendly country. No, yeah. you, maybe yeah. I'll, send, I'll send you. How about I <laughs> well, you know, our, our mutual friend in Malaysia probably would have some, some idea of how to do that and, and come out alive. But, yeah, man, it's not. Of course, in Pakistan and India right now are really going at it. So That's right. Now, in the news uh, uh, yesterday or there's a gentleman, a missionary in Cameroon, who just got butchered to death. So, yeah, it's a, not a good time to be traveling in some of these places around the world. Right. You have to make sure that you know what you're doing. Right. Uh, in Burundi, I feel quite safe. Now, see, Burundi, here's another deal. Burundi, the president, we had a meeting with the vice president, and we were, went to meet the president of Burundi on my very first trip uh, because he wanted to hear what we had to say. He had heard of us. He has our books. And he wanted to hear it from us. But the United Nations has the president of Burundi as a terrorist, as a, uh, a villain. Now, when I went there, this is what I'd heard. This is what I'd read. So I went there, and I'm thinking, I'm a little bit nervous about meeting this guy. And all around us were heavy-duty machine guns on Toyota pickup trucks <laughs> all around this place. And I thought he was giving a speech. There are 5,000. Burundians standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder, all together. Like you couldn't walk in between them. They were so tightly packed in. Standing room only. Yeah. In the hot sun for four hours. I was considered a dignitary and I was sat not at the back, but two chairs over from the president's chair. Wow. And I, wow. The only guy between me and the president was the Catholic bishop. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the Catholic bishop and his wife, which I thought, okay, that's weird. Um, anyway, <laughs> but this this tyrant that the United Nations calls a tyrant was giving a sermon. Wow. A sermon. Amazing. And my translator was translating what he was saying, and I'm looking. He was giving a good sermon about obeying the commandments. I'm not sure if he knew exactly what he was saying, but uh -huh. that's what he's talking about. And I really wanted to go talk to him, but it was impossible at that time. Yeah. But the reason the United Nations says that this man's a, a, a terrorist was because he refused to allow uh, LGBT, LGBT oh, yeah, yeah. rights yeah. of marriage in his country, wow. which was a stipulation from the United Nations yeah. upon him receiving $350 million to upgrade his electrical system. 
So because he wouldn't do that, the United Nations said, you're not getting the money. Now, that's, this is the poorest nation in the world. The carbon tax that you're paying goes to the United Nations, which is supposed to go to this country to get this. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it. Wow, that's unbelievable. So now, then they tried to have a coup. Now, he's talking about running again for president uh -huh. this coming month, which is probably possibly be another war. And that's why James had to go there last month really quick before all this trouble started brewing there. I'm almost hoping he gets in again. Yeah. Uh, because he's, he's doing what is right. Yeah. Standing now, up for the truth. The Philippines, on the other hand, was also offered $350, $375 million from the United Nations under the condition that they accept LGBTQ rights. In the Philippines, it's called SOGI. Uh, sexually oriented gender, gender identity, SOGI. Now, when I first went there, the gentleman I was talking to on my very first night there was addressing this very issue, which happened to be what I was talking about at that time. My message and his message were completely the same, but we hadn't met each other. Uh, this is where I got my Bell Pure teaching ironed mm -hmm. out. And Bell Pure is the, the, um, well, it's the God of holes where a man sticks his uh, penis in any hole he can find. Doesn't matter if it's the mouth, anus, uterus. Wow. Belly button, whatever. Wherever he can put it, that's what he's going to do. That's the bell pure. That's what bell pure is. Wow. So if you're ha having oral sex, you're practicing bell pure. Ow! People don't like that. Yeah. And these are people that are keeping Torah. Ah, you're practicing bell pure. So are the Israelites. And guess when they did that? just before they entered the promised land. Oh, that's right. And guess what's going on right now? This came about in the United Nations in 2011. So right now, just before we come to the seventh millennium of rest, here we are all wrapped up in Balpure again. Wow. So in the Philippines, they voted in parliament to accept Sogi. President Duterte went down to, uh, Oh, Mindanao, I forgot the name of the city, the capital of Mindanao. And he started talking about cozying up to the LGBT community. The next day, a typhoon hit there that they weren't expecting. <laughs> it came out of nowhere, and it flooded that very same city that his daughter is the mayor of. And then there was a shopping plaza in that same city that burnt to the ground, and I don't know, 30, 60 people, I forget how many, burned inside the shopping plaza. Wow. I went there the month after and I seen the shopping plaza. It's a huge plaza. Like, I mean, this is big mm -hmm. and it's all crinkled and melted to the ground, the whole entire, entire place. And all they had on the news at that time was all these people that were trapped in the shopping plaza crying for their mummies or the dads to come and rescue them. They couldn't figure out how to get out with the dark smoke and the fires and the firemen couldn't go in because the smoke was so bad. And all wow. these people, all these children recorded their voices crying, trying to get out. It was a huge event there. The gentleman that we were talking to when we first went there, his brother is a senator, Senator Belkaka. And he went up to the president after he did this and he said, these things happened because of what you just said. Wow. Because of that speech. And he told them, and the president has backed off. So now the Sogi bill that's passed parliament is now before the Senate. And a number of key senators have come out and said, 
there's no way in God's green earth that this bill is going to pass in the Senate. So good for them. Yeah. But, and of course, the UN will once again do their best to try to crumple them down. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So when I spoke there, the, the generals, I spoke in front of the generals and a number of the, the, they, them came up to me and said, what do we do about China? You know, I'm thinking, I'm just teaching Toria. What do I know about China? Yeah. yeah. But I said to them, you guys are relying on the United States and they're not going to be here very long. And right at that time, President Obama, and I said, President Obama, the next president can be wishy-washy like that too. We never even heard of Trump at that time. Right. This was 2015. And I said, you guys have to cozy up to China. You need to become partners with China or China's going to take you over and the United States won't do nothing. China's now moved into the Spratly Islands down there and uh, China, uh, Philippines and Vietnam and um, another country, I forgot the name, own the Spratly Islands. There are a bunch of islands out in the middle of the South China Sea. Mm -hmm. But China is now building islands on each one. Yeah. And all it is is a piece of rock and they build an entire aircraft uh, right. landing fleet there. And they're, they're doing that to establish uh, their ownership. Yeah, their control. Yeah. Yeah. Control. Okay, so what we have now, you know, one of the blessings of Israel was um, may you have the control of the gates of your enemies. Yes. Who said that Rebecca said that as a blessing to one of the, or was a, a blessing to Rebecca? May your children have the sea gates of your enemy or the gates of your enemies. Anyway, that was controlled by the uh, the British through Hong Kong, which they now have given back to China. Then right. the Americans right. were patrolling through the Malaysian Strait which yeah. is another Seagate. Uh -huh. And now the Americans are backing off. They have a, a port in the Philippines, but they're not, the Chinese are pushing out, pushing yeah. out very strongly. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Panama, Panama was, you know, of course was American controlled until the canal zone is, that is until we gave it back in 1999. And now the red Chinese are controlling both ports of, yeah. of the canal. Yeah. You know, and what's Deuteronomy 28 say? That you're going to lose all your sea gates or all your gates? Yeah. Your enemies yeah. will control? Like, prophecy is happening right in yes. front of us. Yeah. And most people, no idea. No clue. Yeah. So or They don't care. They don't, think it's, they don't think it's important. Well, again, if you go back to identifying the sea gates as being owned by the, uh, the Bahamas, yeah. or maybe it's Puerto Rico, that's one of the, the 10, maybe it's the Cherokee Indians that's the 10 lost tribes. Yeah, I'm not saying that these people are, haven't got some things that are yeah, common to sure. Israel, but they are not the yeah. tribe of Israel. Yeah. So if you don't know who Israel is, you're missing these blessings. You're missing these, right. these curses that are taking place right now. And you we won't got, understand prophecies either because the prophecies absolutely have to do with them. Yeah. Hurricane uh, Dorian. Just screwed yeah. uh, Puerto Rico with uh, Category 1. Now it's building yeah. up to Category 4 to hit Florida. Yeah. Okay. This is Dorian. It's, that's the fourth one this season. They go, you know, yep. they go A, B, C, D. That's right. number four. We're just yep. starting. That's so right. So what's, what's going to hit the West East Coast of the Gulf this year? Who knows? Yeah. And, of course, you know, I'm sure you probably heard about the uh, – of course, the Ring of Fire circles the Pacific – but the northwestern United States, uh, Northern California, Oregon, and Washington, I've read five or ten articles written by geophysicists that know what they're talking about who are saying that anyone who lives in, that, in the northwestern United States on, near the coast 
really ought to seriously consider moving because the time is coming when anything anything west of I-5 will be toast. That's basically yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, we're in, we are definitely in interesting yeah. times. Yeah. So, well, and, and, and speaking as a Coloradoan, um, you know, I think about the, uh, the Yellowstone caldera. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the ground is rising in, in the Yellowstone, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we'd better start paying attention to what Abba's saying because he is not joking around. I don't think so. I, yeah. I, you know, he got my attention a number of years ago when I started yeah. to see these things. Yeah. I've been telling people, I've been daring people to prove me wrong. A lot of people disagree, but they can't prove it. Yeah. So this is what I'm sharing with people in India now. They're getting excited. This is what I'm sharing with people in Pakistan. They're getting excited. Um, you're going worldwide. I mean, I, there's, <laughs> there's so many places you're going now. I'm, I'm pretty much forced to go to these other places because what happens, Gene, is you go where you're, people are, are listening and want to learn. Right, right. You know, like um, I'm, I'm speaking in, in uh, British Columbia here for Sukkot this year. And then I'll be back in Toronto for the second half. But here in Toronto, you know, Toronto, we got 3 million people in Toronto itself. And then the surrounding area, we got another 3, 4 million people. Mm -hmm. Guess how many people here in Toronto are keeping Torah? Yeah. They, Negligible? Tiny, 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 less, less than 100. Can we, get them, can we get them together? No. So they've asked me to do this teaching for them during the high holy day. So I'm going to do that. But you know, we're going to the Philippines. Wow. I'm, they love me there. Yeah, yeah. And this, this group in India, so far, um, <laughs> the one side loves me, the other side doesn't. Yeah, but yeah. That, I don't care. Yeah. In Pakistan, the guy was uh, not too keen on me at first. But now that he's reading, it was a riddle, not a command. He's getting very excited, very yeah. excited, because finally the Bible is making sense yeah. to him. It's not just something of, you know, you teach about Jesus and you take yeah. care of the orphans. No, it's, yeah. it's making sense. It's prophecy. It's the real stuff. Well, and, and not only that, but when you realize that there's a really good chance that rather than being a, standing on the sidelines while this takes place, you're actually in the game. You're actually in what's happening. That's very important. I like that. I like that. You know? You, you have an opportunity to be in the game. Yeah. You know, because for years, for 50 years of my life, I thought I was on the sidelines, and I kept asking myself, why am I here? Am I just an afterthought? Am I just sort of a window dressing you know, while, while the real guys are out there playing on the field? But what I found out is I'm out there on the field with the rest of them. Yeah. You know, that's crucial. You know, how, now, hang on. How do you get out in the field? How do you get out there? How do you become one of the in the game? How do you get to be in the game? That's a great question. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you you take it seriously, and and you take you take the instructions given to players as being to you. Yeah, you know, you start, that's the thing. You start to, and this is why I tell everyone: if you want to learn Torah, you start to teach it. That's right. Well, yeah, I'm not yeah. qualified. I'm not Jewish. No, you start to teach yeah. what you know. Right. The little bit that you know, you start teaching. If you got to talk to your dog, teach your dog. Yeah. If your dog won't listen, go to your cat. And yeah. once you've practiced on those two, go to your husband or your wife yeah. and then yeah. start teaching them. Yeah. And, you know, Abba, I mean, have you noticed, I'm sure you've noticed, I, that's actually a stupid question. <laughs> have you noticed how, how Abba is speeding this thing up? 
I mean, oh. our, our revelation, the revelation and how fast we are gaining understanding. Gene, I started doing this walk in 1982. Uh, I learned about the Sabbath, and the next week after I started keeping the Sabbath, I learned about the Holy Day. Yes. It wasn't until 2005 that I learned about the sabbatical years. Yeah. And then I started seeing all the messianic movement come up and, and then the splits and the fighting. And I seen all that. And now, which is one of the reasons I'm teaching this coming uh, Sunday is so many new people are coming online. There's yeah. one lady here. And I can't, I just, I can't stop thinking about her. She's brand spanking new. She called me up a couple of weeks ago. She just had to talk to me. Had to talk to me. I got to talk to somebody. I'm going crazy. I had to pull her down <laughs> off the roof. She's bouncing off the walls. She's going from this to that to the other thing. She's never kept a holy day. She's only kept two Sabbaths. She's so excited about all the stuff she's learning. The Bible finally makes sense. She just come back from Israel. She's seen all the tourist traps. She never seen nothing that mattered. Just a bunch yeah. of churches. And now she's so excited. And she wants, you know, she wants people, she wants to learn the truth. Right. Exactly. All I told her was step back and breathe. Just take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. You've been called. Yeah. Jehovah has called you. He's taken the veil off your eyes. He That's hasn't right. taken off other people, but he's taken it off of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Learn what he's teaching you now while you can. And right. they are. They're charging. They're they're coming in. The stuff that's taken me 37 years to learn. Yeah. They know it in the first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Very rapidly. Yep. Unbelievable. So <laughs> it's exciting to see it. And yeah. I, I, I like for me, that recharges my battery. I want to yeah. go out again. Yeah. When I see that. And I see more of that in the Asian countries than I am yeah. in North oh, America. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The Eastern Hemisphere is definitely where it's happening right now. Definitely where and it's happening. Y'all say he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Yes. I'm yes. seeing that happen on all flesh. When does that happen? In the last days, before yeah, the yeah. coming of the Messiah. And, and this acceleration that we've got going on ought to be a warning to us that we're not that far from the end of it. No. You know, don't. <laughs> for those other people in Colorado living in caves, you got to get out of your cave. You got to yeah, get out yeah. there and tell somebody. You got to talk to people. And how do I do that? Same way, just talk. That's you know, right. That's right. The guys at work. Guy today asked me, Joe, are you going away again this year anywhere? And I said, well, I just got asked to go and speak in British Columbia. And I'm trying to do a, a, a thing in, in Israel again in October. Um, other than that, I've got a couple of things in the burner, but nothing really. Mm -hmm. Okay, because you go away every year for your religion or something. I said, yeah. Yeah, or something. Yeah, well, they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Last uh, Three days ago, this other guy says, Joe, how come you don't work Saturdays? We're working every Saturday. We miss you. I said, I don't work Saturdays because it's the Sabbath. Well, it's a I commandment. Thought, no, but he said, I thought the Sabbath yeah. was Sunday. I says, the Sabbath is Sunday for the Catholic Church. You're Catholic, right? He says, yeah. I said, well, the Catholics changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday uh, back in 3.20.25, I said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, really? I said, yeah. What's the first day of the week? What's Resurrection Sunday? First day of the week. He says, Sunday. Well, Sunday's the first day of the week. How can it be the seventh-day Sabbath? That's a conversation I had yeah. just three days ago with this big, rough-and-tough guy who would steal everything and anything, even from his own mother. He's not afraid to steal nothing. It's all like to learn about the Sabbath like that. He says, I'd never thought of that. Wow. That's how yeah. you talk to people. That's how you yeah. come out and say yeah. stuff. It's just a simple yeah. conversation. You don't sound religious. You don't come all 
holier right. than thou. Right. You just but have you a speak frankly. You speak frankly. You speak tell honestly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Don't be a holy roller, please. <laughs> I'm so tired of holy rollers. Oh yeah, I so, agree. I agree, brother. Uh, you know, I really th I thank you for spending this time with me, and and I know that we could go on for hours, but uh, I know you've got things you got to do, uh, not to mention sleep, and yeah, I've got some things I have to do. As you can see, I really do need my beauty rest. <laughs> well, don't feel lonely. <laughs> yeah. No, I, Gene, I thank you for having me on and uh, just allowing you to. You know, me to update you on everything that's going on here with sightofmoon.com. Um, yep. We're, you know, we're not just sitting here trying to teach the same right. old thing. We're trying to find new people, new people right. around the world. Uh, if you want to help us, we're looking for help. And I'm not just talking about financially. I'm talking about people with talents who yeah. want to, to help us yeah. using their talents. You know, your God gave you so many talents. Don't just put it in the closet. Right. I agree. Do something with it. Completely. I just want to say a quick little prayer. Sure. And I just ask that Jehovah will open all of our eyes to see his truths. Yes. And his truths only. And that he'll give us a mouth to share them with other people. So I'm asking him to bless you with that gift. Thank his, you, Father. For his glory. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. And Thank once again, you, I'll say those words. Remember who you are. And uh, when you remember who you are, be sure to go to sidethemoon.com and hear what this man is saying because he's got a lot to tell you that will take you right down the right road. And now more than ever, it's important that we head down that right road from the very beginning because there's not a lot of time. Be blessed. Thank you, brother. Let your people come together in unity. What a blessing. Fresh and cool, running down.